This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Here's the scenario. Your insurance company is denying your long-term disability claim despite the fact that you've paid premiums for years and your own doctor insists that you're not well enough to work. If this sounds familiar, call Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. You'll speak with me, Brian Goldfinger, a licensed and experienced lawyer who practices exclusively on behalf of accident victims, disability claimants, and their families. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk, and I'm here happily to detail for you the Raptors' latest win, the first win of the Eastern Conference Finals for the Raptors, making the series 2-1 to one for the Bucks, a chance to tie things up Tuesday at home in Game 4, 1-12 for the Bucks, 118 for the Raptors, a win by 6 in double overtime. So what was originally thought to be a high-scoring game turns out to be very low-scoring, seeing as they had almost a full quarter to get to 118. Almost an extra full quarter, let's say. The 10 minutes to 12 minutes disparity. Anyway, they won. It was a pretty crazy game. The start of the game, I was very, very impressed with the adjustments that Nick Nurse had made when I went on Sportsnet to talk. I had said that I didn't think that the solution was changing the starting lineup and I thought that the Raptors, they have to play to their ceiling instead of a higher floor. So I was glad they didn't make any uh, changes to the starting lineup. And I think that that bore fruit. And the adjustments he ended up making was putting Siakam on Bledsoe. Think back to the, the playoff series last year against the Wizards where Siakam ended up being a primary defender on John Wall. Siakam is very athletic, very quick, a really, really great defender. He's capable of doing that every once in a while and yeah he stuck blood so they put Lowry on Middleton which was also a stroke of genius because Lowry he it's not like he's going to get shot over because he's too far into the grill of Middleton to even let him start bringing the shot up so Middleton wasn't getting any easy shots also Middleton Lowry wasn't giving him any breathing room so he couldn't get his shots up Lowry did an awesome job and then Kawhi on Giannis, that was the big adjustment I think everybody's waiting to be made in this series. Nick Nurse went ahead and he made it. Of course, Giannis also saw looks from Danny Green and Siakam. The Raptors were switching a lot of stuff above the break, so it makes sense that um, Giannis would receive a couple different looks. The defense in this game, 
man, th- there's a reason I was happy with the adjustments Nurse made. And I think bold in a way to go with Siakam on Bledsoe. But I really, really love that move. I think it's a very, very intelligent adjustment. Lowry on Middleton is something else I really like. And Giannis, uh, Giannis and Kawhi matchup. You're having Kawhi guard, Giannis Antetokounmpo. You run the risk of, you know, dogging Kawhi and killing him out there and having him play a game that just leaves him dead tired. And I think after this game, we can safely say that he is dead tired. But, you know, the Raptors, they pulled out a win. They've got a chance to tie the series up. And that, that's there's a lot of value in that. And stealing a game, that's, that's larger than life. Going down 3-0 would be... A death sentence, man. That would be that would be really tough. Teams would come back from three one in the NBA, but not three zero. It's a big ask. It's it's very difficult, and you know it bore fruit. Those adjustments really, really did something for the Raptors. I think Brogdon once again was incredible, as he has been the whole series, as I had expected he would be. And you know Giannis had twelve points on five of sixteen shooting. The Raptors' defense, especially the initial defense by Kawhi, is so strong that he's able to slow down, completely halt Giannis's momentum and get Giannis to start passing out to the, to the corners. What was happening in other games was Giannis was barreling in to the paint. There were two or three um, players helping, or sorry, one or two players helping, equaling a, a total of three players guarding him. He would spray to the corners. The breakdowns of the defense would start from there. The Bucks would find themselves open. This game with Kawhi as the primary defender, a lot less help was needed around the paint and at the rim. Giannis was definitely, I would say, dissuade, uh, dissuaded from going towards the rim. And, and Kawhi did a great job of making him feel that way. And the help side defense wasn't uh, necessary to be there. It wasn't a prerequisite of that defense. So the sprays to the corner... They were more dangerous passes, so they weren't made as often because they were covered better, and sometimes they just weren't there. And so what that does is it makes, you know, Giannis has to keep driving into the middle of the paint, but then pass out above the break, which, after we've been watching Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, Kawhi Leonard trying to probe against the very stiff Milwaukee defense, passing out to above the break is actually... It's really, really, it makes the defense seem like it's really suffocating you, and it just looks like a reset. It's demoralizing for an offense. So the Raptors being able to have that kind of impact on Giannis's game, the wider Bucks offense, very impressive, very good. Um, another guy who was very impressive and very good, Norm Powell, obviously, very obviously, deserves a lot of love for his game. He ended up with 19 points. His... His energy was infectious. The play he fouled out on, actually, after watching it, was really, really sad to see him go out on that one. Brooke Lopez just came up from behind and pushed him into, I think it was Bledsoe, and it was pretty egregious. That that one sucked a little bit, especially as we were looking at a game where they might go into overtime, and Kyle Lowry already had been fouled out to that point. The Raptors, who had gone from in this series having seven, you know, players that were capable of being good at basketball it looked like they had maybe five and five is maybe a bit generous because Fred Van Vliet not the best game for him I, I understand he played a lot of minutes but yeah Van Vliet still man one for 11 from the floor is just 
That is abhorrent. It is not very good. Not something you like to see. But Norm Powell, there's a very specific reason why he's done well against the Bucks. The Bucks defense for a long time has been long and has been very good at chasing the balls and getting out into passing lanes. Powell is very, very fast. He's very athletic. If you close out, if you close out too aggressively, he can dart to the rim. And he's also he's a fine spot up shooter. He he's proven in a lot of playoff performances that he he shoots the ball better in the playoffs. I mean he was three of five from downtown tonight, which is a massive boost to the Raptors offense that scored 118 points in what would have been 58 minutes. Not a lot of points. Um, so that's worth saying. And also, he's able to beat the weak side of the defense. He's fast. Like, he's a really fast player. And sometimes the Bucks, when they overcorrect in their defense and they try and focus on Gasol now, who hit his shots early on, and that set the tone. He hit a three in the second overtime, and which was larger than life as well. And when that happened and the Bucks had to start stepping out a bit further on defense... Powell, there's a lot of room for him to run into, and that's why it's set up that way. That he's able to he's he's able to come in and succeed in that way. It's also worth noting that Kyle Lowry was pretty awesome. I loved his game. Four of seven from the floor, three of six from downtown. Hit big three point shots. It always felt like it was in a big moment that he was coming through. On top of that, it's you could tell. As soon as he took that foul, he knew it. But the thing is, like, the foul that he took on Giannis was the right foul to take. That's the thing that sucks about it. It was just very unfortunate that he was the guy who got trapped under the rim with him. And that's that's one of the problems that the Bucks pose is that they're very large, Giannis in particular, and you can switch all day long and try and pressure the ball, but... When Giannis gets left alone with a smaller guy at the rim, the offensive boards they're gonna be they're gonna be very very aggressive. Giannis had twenty three boards on the game and he had three offensive rebounds, which actually isn't so much. That's not that many, and like good show on the Raptors for being very physical on the glass and restricting him and just wow holding Giannis to as far as point totals one of his. Worst games in some time. The very, very impressive job by the Raptors. Overall, I there's few things that I've been more impressed with than the Raptors' defense over this very long playoff run so far. They've, you know, had a few stretches of absolutely do- like very, very dominant defense. I'll I'll always be happy to watch it. It travels. They rarely ever falter on that end, and it's just. More good things from then. Um, I'll get to the second half of the podcast after this ad read. We have a mid-roll for you guys, and it goes as such. This episode is brought to you by jackhealth.ca. Fellas, it's time for the talk. Not the one you had in gym class about the birds and the bees. This talk is about the stigma in men's health below the belt. We're all proud men who are used to taking on things alone. But when it comes to going from 6 to midnight, turning your floppy disk into a hard drive... Or plain old erectile dysfunction, sometimes you need help from professionals. Visit jackhealth.ca and get Health Canada approved treatment from real Canadian doctors, minus the awkward visits. They accept all major drug insurance plans and deliver discreetly to your door. Talk to a doctor at no additional cost when you order. And 
the I guess I'll go right to the overtimes. Well, maybe just to address that, it's incredible that eight minutes without Kyle Lowry at the end of the fourth, they were able to hold on. And it sucks that Pascal missed those free throws, but he ended up making later on in the game. He scored a couple later on in the game, and he made amends for it. You know, it's... Man, if it was anyone else, I'd probably be angrier. But Pascal has just been... He's been such a plus this year. You know, it's... Maybe it's not so fair, and I'm a little bit biased, you know, when talking about Pascal, but it just seems like everything he gives you is gravy because he was never supposed to be here as this player. He was never supposed to be the second option and and scoring 20 points against the likes of Giannis and Tetacumpo in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, this isn't him coming off the bench and having a good game in transition. Like, this is Pascal Siakam a very, like, a feature of the Toronto Raptors' top five offense, scoring 25 points on 18 shots against one of the best defenses in the league in Milwaukee. It's just all very impressive, and I love Pascal for that, and it sucks that he missed those free throws, but thank God that the Raptors didn't lose this game because that it would have been heartbreaking had that been the case. Very heartbreaking, honestly. Um, another thing to talk about... Kawhi Leonard, that's pretty much the story of the overtimes is Kawhi Leonard, man, his defense, just that one play, right, where he they pressure Middleton, they pressure Middleton, he gets out on him, he tips the ball, Brogdon is like five feet closer, and Brogdon's momentum is moving him that way. Kawhi turns his butt around, breaks off in a full sprint towards the ball, and he gets there, he tips the ball, and he goes down the other way for, you know, a little drop-in dunk. And that's after he had that massive left-handed dunk in the lane over top of Miritich. Just heroic things. Big time shots. And just, like, the defensive plays are a little bit crazy because could you imagine any other player in a Raptors jersey being able to do that besides Kyle Lowry for the past five years? You really can't. And it's a marvel an absolute marvel to watch Kawhi Leonard hop in a Raptors jersey and do the things he's doing. He slept walked to like 36 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. That's and he and he defeated Giannis in this game. And he defended Giannis. That's that's the craziest part, right? Is that Giannis he defended let's say a top 2 MVP candidate for the whole game. The whole damn game held him to 12 points. 12 points. And then put up 36 himself. That is nuts. I think, oh, just sublime. Unbelievable work done by Kawhi Leonard. Unbelievable work done by Kawhi Leonard. Just, man, that's so much fun to see. Very happy with his performance. And the offense never stops with him. You could think he's having a bad game. You could think he's giving you nothing. You look at the score sheet. He's got, you know, 22 points on, like, 17 shots. You're like, damn, where, like, where is this coming from? It feels like he's not doing anything, but it's just because he's so constant. The only time you notice him on offense is when he has, like, 20 points in a quarter. Otherwise, you're just like, oh, it's just Kawhi doing his thing. He's such a professional in that way. He, he gets his points no matter what. And efficiently, too. That's, oh, he blows my mind. He's one of the true treats to watch in the NBA. And, man, 
there's just something beautiful about having him on the Toronto Raptors. And there's something beautiful about the Raptors having an opportunity to tie this series up. And with the defensive adjustments that were made and the defensive adjustments that I happen to love, Siakam on Bledsoe, stroke of genius. Lowry on Middleton, I love it as well. And if Kawhi is up to it, if he's going to guard Giannis for the duration of this series, well done to him. That's a big ask, especially when he has to do as much on offense as he does. But by God, he's uh, he's ready to do it. The Mitchell Robinson Award, there, it it's given to the villain of the opposite team, right? And there there hasn't really been villains in this particular series. It's just it's been tough to paint somebody as that, and it, I, like that's why I feel like it just Malcolm Brogdon he is a bench player and let's let's put that in quotations he's a bench player but he's been constantly the the biggest plus minus god in the series the bucks play incredible with him on the floor he hits all of his open shots he hits his shots at the rim as well he's very very good making plays going downhill finding guys just he's so good and it's not so much a villain but an antagonist and villain and antagonist, you know, you can stretch it one way or the other. It can become synonyms. So, so we'll give Malcolm Brogdon the Mitchell Robinson Award. Not for villain-esque things, but for antagonism. An antagonist, if you would. And the Reggie Evans Award obviously goes to Kawhi Leonard. Tireless tonight. Did everything for the Raptors. Well, not everything. I mean, there were other contributions that were very good and fun. But I think we all know after watching that game that Kawhi does superhero things and remains a superhero. <clears throat> the quick reaction comment from Just Saying. On one hand, I'm totally in awe of Kawhi Leonard, playing on one leg and willing his team to victory. On the other hand, I'm totally disgusted by the officiating. I've never been into conspiracy theories, but I really have to wonder now. Horribly officiated game. I don't even know where to start, but I'll finish with the game-tying layup by Chris Middleton that was clearly a hook and an offensive foul. Man, I gotta disagree with you. Every single team, every single team in the NBA complains about, like not team, but every fan base complains about the refs every single game. You could go, you really could go to the Milwaukee Bucks fan site and you could see them say the same thing. They'll say they were screwed by the refs. And you could, you'll, you'll see it in the Portland game after they lose the Warriors. If the Warriors lose to Portland, they'll say the same thing. The Magic fans would have said the same thing. Why are we all saying the same thing? The refs are not trying to screw the Raptors. The refs missed a couple calls for the Raptors. They also missed calls for the Bucks. Kawhi double dribbled. You can watch you can watch the replay in slow motion before Kawhi had that huge left-handed dunk. He double dribbled. He brought the ball up to his chest, both hands touched the ball, then he put it back down again. That's a missed call, but like <laughs> the Raptors didn't lose that possession. But he, in one of the biggest plays of the game, Kawhi Leonard double dribbled. Or you could go watch the Game 7 tape against the Philadelphia 76ers. When Kawhi receives the inbound pass, he took at least four steps, maybe five. He traveled right before he hit the game-winning shot, the first ever buzzer beater in Game 7. So... No, I don't think that the refs are trying to screw the Raptors. I I will never believe in that take. There's no conspiracy, and I know you're upset, but rest easy knowing that.
the Raptors are getting a fair shake, as are the Bucks. The refs are doing their best. I'm not saying they don't make mistakes, but, man, there's no conspiracy against the Raptors. That's, that's for sure. And there's a reason every fan base complains. It's not, that's not what it is. It's not that we're all correct, because it doesn't really make sense. The Bucks can't complain, and we can't complain, and remain correct at the same time. Especially if you're bringing conspiracy into it. Just not how it works. The refs are fine. The, the Raptors get away with things, as do the Bucks. And if you just catch yourself sometimes, you know, it's everybody hates bad calls. Everybody wants their team to receive good calls, and everybody wants the other team to get called for every little thing they do. I told, When I'm watching it, I totally feel it too, but there's no conspiracy. You can rest easy, man. As for everyone else, I'll see you back here. I think there's three podcasts coming right away. I'm going to do the weekly podcast with Adam Queen. That'll come out Monday. Um, Ian Levy from Nylon Calculus. He's a fantastic writer, very sharp guy. He's coming on on Tuesday. And then the Tuesday Tuesday will be the NBA, well, not NBA, the reaction podcast again. And hopefully things will be tied up 2-2 after that. Whether you're listening to this at night or during the day, stay blessed. And, you know, God bless y'all. Have, have a great night or day, where, whatever you're doing. <laughs> I hope you do well. Bye-bye. Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at MrsMyers.com. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.